Hey everyone, welcome to 12 Questions. Hi, hi, hi. My name is Anna Valenzuela. I am recording under a floating bike. I'm very excited for that. Um, it's, you know, you could hear it. I know you could hear it. It is a podcast. Um, we're doing good today and I'm very excited to introduce my host, co-host, host, co-host, host. Yes, Mr. Dave Yates. I'm just happy to be here. My favorite is you do wild hand gestures usually and don't describe them to the to, to the listeners, but yet a floating bicycle in the room, you're like, I'm going to make sure the listeners I'm gonna sure know. They know. I'm going to sh- make sure they know exactly what's going on in here. Good to, Listen, see you. Good to see everybody. I will fill this podcast with my voice, so I have to be uh, very... <laughs> I just have to let, I, uh, the gestures are not necessarily for the listeners. They're for the guests to feel included without me oh, being no. like, and they, here they, I interject. They need to be, they need to be for the listeners too. That's why I will take pause and be like, she's waving her arms around like well, a car salesman's uh, wacky inflatable tube man. Well, I have a uh, solution to that. At some point, I know we've been teasing you guys about a Patreon. Here's the deal. We need a lot of followers on our social media in order for that to be successful. So listen, follow us. Tell your mom. Tell your tell your friends. Tell your landlords about this podcast. It will make them better people um, and give them a little bit of peace in their day. And also, we can launch a Patreon where I release all of these insane Zoom casts where you guys can actually see my face. Or maybe we'll put it on a YouTube. But the whole point is, is stay tuned. You will have access to my inflatable balloon man in front of a furniture store arm soon. So. And, and she's just been wagging her uh, right hand and fingers uh, very rapidly. So that's th- there is your uh, audio uh, description of yes. Anna's movements for Exactly. <laughs> yes, this is a, about to become a very strange, old-timey radio show. We're uh, doing Dave, it. We're doing it. Dave, could you go ahead and uh, read that yep. beautiful clarity statement for us? Sure can. Welcome to 12 Questions Podcast. We're a podcast where we believe growth and recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. Our mission is to share experiences and growth by also interviewing guests who do the same. We're not affiliated with AANA or any other 12-step organization. 12 Questions has absolutely no opinion on the use of drugs or alcohol by anyone. We are simply two people that happen to be in recovery that want to interview guests about their own life experiences. Although some of our guests may be clean and sober, some of them are not or choose not to divulge. The purpose of the podcast is to learn more about ourselves and others. We only hope that you can learn something about yourselves and each other by listening. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. And who are we speaking with today? Hi, my name is Chaz Carter. I am a comic coming from Florida. Um, took me a long time to be comfortable saying that aloud. Uh, <laughs> especially especially during a pandemic, saying you're from Florida is uh, very brave. It's embarrassing. So embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Sunshine Laws, uh, where you all get, uh, everybody has, um, it all ends up in the news. And mm-hmm. we don't do that. Yeah. The rest of the country doesn't yeah. do that. So I think it's like a dysfunctional family. Florida is just the child that screams the truth. The home yeah. of Florida, the home of Florida, man. Yeah, the home of Florida, man. How can we forget? Lest we forget. Lest we forget. <laughs> I was. I do have to tell you, Dave texted me and he was like, hey, I asked Chaz to come on. I was like, I love Chaz! 
Yes, I'm so I excited that you're here. <laughs> a- as do me. I. Uh, I I wasn't like, hey, I found this random person named Chad. And truth be told, and truth be told, if we want to get real about how. Uh, uh, Mr. Carter got booked on the podcast. I made a post about our live show, and he's like, "Oh, you got a podcast, and you didn't ask me to be on it." Yes. Yeah, I like I yeah I definitely cyber bullied him into being on this podcast. So sometimes cyber bullying works, you guys. Sometimes, in my, some instances, you know, my <laughs> well, if you're a, if you're a delight, you can t- cyber bully your way onto a podcast. But if you're a chode, yeah, no, don't do I could imagine don't being do like, yeah, like a god awful yeah, person, like, can I do your podcast? Uh, you're doing an impression of a specific person right now, and I live. Uh, yeah, no, uh, the you know, if you want Dave to do anything, sometimes you got to bully him. It's the only, it's his love language. It's truly his love language. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I, I have to be bullied to do things. Got it. <laughs> it's true. Because just asking you nicely, you're just like, I don't, I don't want to. I'm a contrarian. And so if you're just like, you're just like, whatever, fool, put me on your podcast. That's, you know, that. Yeah. yeah. I think it, I think it's oddly become both of our like sort of like friendship love language because we like take turns. We take turns heckling each other on social media, so it's been pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> it's because I miss Chaz. I miss yeah, seeing basically. Chaz out in uh, out <laughs> these comedy streets, even if it's just briefly yeah. passing by. Uh, and th- that's we we've, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like, there are some people I genuinely miss, and there are mm-hmm. some people that I really hope just move to Austin. I got the rudest heckle today over Instagram. Another comedian, I'm going to drop his name, Derek Poston, texted me. Hey, did you move to Austin? And I was like, who do you think you are? <laughs> I'm a California girl through and through. Not that Austin's a bad place. Love some Texas. But no, I'm, I'm happy here. <laughs> right. Yeah. I go right. anywhere. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get the memo. Like, I, I don't know. I recently discovered that that was a thing. And I was like, oh, everyone's moving to Austin. Okay, like, bye. Why is everyone moving? But yeah, I was like, okay, bye. Cool. Well, everybody, everybody's chasing Papa Joe Rogan out to Austin. Yeah, it looks like it. I'm like, yeah, for me, it'll just be less people in, in the show up, go up line when everything returns. Right. So I'm... <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's the less people I have to walk over to get to where I need to go, the better. I mean, and tru- Look, truly, like there'll be seriously. people on the other end of this that'll be ready for the opportunities. Yeah. And there'll be yeah. people who have not gotten announced funnier at all. Yeah. Truth. And, yeah. and, and that's what I'm, I'm just being patient, working on my shit. Yeah. I've just you- been doing a lot of Zoom shows. That's Do you like them? I, mean, I-, I love a Zoom show. Okay, so I did not like them the first, like, few months of the pandemic that I was doing them because I was having trouble adjusting. Like, you're still, like, the the real real comedy was uh, was too close of a memory. Now it's, like, so far gone. It's like, okay. Right, 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 right. It just felt like a lot of weird adjustment in terms of, like, timing and... Mm. I uh, like saying a joke and then hoping that like everyone's Wi-Fi is on board because sometimes it was just like this thing where you'll say something and then like half the the Zoom room will laugh and then the other half will kind of still be waiting for the joke to drop because they mm-hmm. have slower Wi-Fi or whatever. So it was like this weird figuring it out kind of thing. And then um, 
I started to enjoy it as I got deeper into it because I kind of just like accepted it for what it was. And it, for me, it was just like a a tool to ensure that I just don't get fucking super rusty by the time I get out of like the pandemic or whenever we get out. Yeah. I don't know anymore. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> still knows? an exercise in working on new material and saying it out loud. I mean, it's not going right. to hit like it's yeah. supposed to hit. Or it's also certain things I've learned because I have done a little bit of comedy uh, the past year, like in person, is some things that hit on Zoom aren't going to hit in real life. Sure right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely have learned that. It's like a yeah. new muscle. It's like all of a sudden everybody started to care about one very specific muscle. Maybe your psoas muscle. Do you know where that is? I know where that is, but it's attached to your leg. It's a strange muscle that keeps your hip together. But it's like it's like learning how to... <laughs> It's like learning how to flex one very tiny muscle that you didn't even mm. know existed. And I, mm. I enjoy that. I enjoy, I enjoy the, uh, the challenge of new and different. Not everybody does. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's not something people really enjoy. But I agree. It's, I, really, anything that requires... Once I figure out how to put a makeup filter on my Zoom, hit me up. Hit me up on social media if you want to know. <laughs> I will teach you. It is, that is my gospel. That is the good word I am spreading is how to create a makeup filter on your Zoom so you don't even have to put on a face. Thank the Lord. <laughs> oh. Oh, and how I don't much have money to... will you save in makeup? So makeup, money. listen, makeup is expensive. That's why men have to pay for dinner. Um, so <laughs> it's uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I but I I've always enjoyed your presence. Every time I see you, I am, and this is not true for everybody because we work amongst some energy vampires. We work work mm-hmm. amongst some. She some, says this mm-hmm. at the beginning of every one of our podcasts. Chad, don't let her lie to you like this. This is you stop. <laughs> you stop. I legitimately, when I see you, I feel safer. I feel happier. <laughs> I feel. Um, I feel like oh look, a human, a human amongst the vampire. You know, so it's very, it's very nice to get to talk to you about your perspective because i feel like we've had good conversations and we had authentic Mm -hmm. conversations but we never have an opportunity to have like deep conversations you know so how do you experience surrender in your life like let's say something isn't going your way or something has to change or maybe you're locked in your house for a year and a half how um how do you experience surrender in your life um, I, for me, I feel like surrender for me is like a twofold because I am so naturally stubborn as a person that sometimes when I'm put or thrown immediately into a random situation where I have to surrender to it because there's nothing I can absolutely do about it, I initially will like give a lot of pushback. I'm just like, why won't this go my way? But then I just kind of like, Usually if I kind of sit with myself and I meditate on it, that kind of will like put a lot of stuff in perspective and allow me to just kind of accept that, hey, you're just going to have to give into the process of whatever is going on in order to get to the other side of this. Yeah. It's going to be hard. It's going to suck, but you have to do it. Yeah. And that's just something I always tell myself whenever I like kind of get to something that is going to require me to just give myself to it because I like to be in control naturally. That's just who I am as a person. I naturally like to be like, no, this is going to go the way I want it to go. And then sometimes life is like, no, fuck you. You're going to do this the way that I told you to do this. And so, yeah, I just find that if I just kind of 
sit with myself and like really kind of like mentally walk. It's like holding your own hand and mentally walking yourself through this situation. And that's kind of how I mentally allow myself to like give in to things. What was, like, what was the last time you had to take that walk? Like what was, what's an experience? Oh Cause I love the way that you describe that. That's like, that's amazing. That's exactly what surrender is. It doesn't mean that you don't bitch and moan and fight about it. Like right, at some right, point right. you just go, okay, I got to come to acceptance. And not everybody does right. that. We work in comedy. Mm-hmm. We've been to open. Mics. Yeah. Not everybody yeah, yeah. does that. Yeah. Um, I, I had that experience recently when I had a, I had a meeting for a writer's room. I've been having a few of them lately. And I had one that I was like really gung ho and getting, I was like super yeah, geeked. I was I like, Oh, this is it. This is it. And then like, they were just asking all the right questions and you're just mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay, this is it. You know, you feel so good about it. And then you didn't get it. And then you're just like, wait, what do you mean I didn't get it? What did it's you, me? Da, 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 you da, da, you know? me? I thought we right. liked didn't each other. You, right? Yes. Yeah, I thought you liked me, and then yes. you, it just it like sent me into this like mini spiral of just like not fighting back against surrendering to the fact that this just wasn't my my opportunity, and then like yeah, I was mm-hmm. just like mad and angry and frustrated mm-hmm. and annoyed and. It didn't help that I like we're in the pandemic and I'm still working my day job, which I'm not too crazy about because I love the people at my day job, but I just don't want to do that line of work anymore. Yeah. You know, who else, who, you know, it's not why we're here. Yeah. None of us. And so it just made me feel not getting it made me feel even more stuck. Yeah. At my day job. So I, I just that compacted on top of like me not understanding why it didn't go my way. And so I just had to like. I had a couple of days where I just was kind of stuck in it, but then I had to just pull myself out of it and meditate on it and really just kind of sit. I had to treat, I almost had to treat my, my mental like a toddler. Like I had to like mm-hmm. grab my hand and, and I was like throwing a tantrum mentally and I had to like grab my hand and drag me across the floor out of it and go, Hey, get over it. <laughs> you know, you're going to be yeah, good. There's some meditation there practices that, that, that will encourage you to treat it like a puppy. Like, you know, like your thoughts, like just mm-hmm. like direct, like just gently bring them back to where they're supposed to be. Like not over yes. here, over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was kind of like what I had to do. I had to like grab my hand and just go, hey, look, this ain't it, but something will be. It's going to be cool. <laughs> I had a, you know? I had the same experience. I, I got interviewed for like my dream job and uh, it was such a god shot how it happened. And then two hours later which is such a kindness because oftentimes they just don't tell you that you didn't get the job two hours later i got an email saying like hey you know we don't have room for you in this writer's room and i texted a mentor of mine and he said you have the rest of the afternoon to feel like a baby about this and then get back to work Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh at that moment i got a message from a friend of mine sending me a uh writing class recommendation and without even thinking about it i just signed up i was like okay i'm getting Mm. back to work and Mm -hmm. but i totally i totally understand that heartbreak because it's like but also surrendering my key to that is surrendering to the arbitrary nature of what we do you Mm. know they might not like Mm -hmm. they might might not like the length of my nose they might not like you know what i mean like there isn't there is something that you know, everything is so random and so arbitrary in what we do. And I think it is the type of Zen that you 
embodied the the process that you went through is so valuable because somebody might be listening to this podcast and thinking like, well, I'm not a 12 step person. I don't have these steps. You don't have to be, you have the steps. You just did that. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the thing that I'm constantly reminded of is to celebrate the interview because the interview mm. is a step. You never know who they're going to remember. They might remember you in mm-hmm. the future. Maybe you have yeah. an email in your Rolodex. Rolodex, how old am I? Uh, you have an email. <laughs> you have an email Welcome saved. Welcome to 12 that- Questions circa 1987, everybody. Oh, my God. I was obsessed. <laughs> my parents had a Rolodex and I like play with it. I was such a dork. Um, uh <laughs> But yeah, you might have a number of a person you could, you know, shout out to in six months and be like, hey, how's it going? You know, I've written some extra stuff. Just wanted to kind of put it out there that I'd love to work with you someday. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. like, that's that's beautiful. I love that. Congratulations on your interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel that, yeah, what you just said there was like kind of like where I had to get to was that just you know realizing that like you know just being in the room is an accomplishment and so yeah so and just know that something's coming yeah. it's just you know i have to focus on being patient <laughs> patience has definitely been an ongoing battle with me of feeling like you know now i want this now <laughs> and you know it's it's been an uphill battle <laughs> can, can i tell you a a, a cheesy 12-step joke yeah. Okay. So they, they we always joke no. amongst ourselves that shut up, Dave. Uh, we always joke amongst <laughs> ourselves that um, that never to pray for patience and tolerance because the universe mm. will bring you situations where you have to be patient and tolerant. So you'll hear somebody be like, "God, it's like I prayed for patience and tolerance this morning. Jesus Christ, what a day I'm having!" You yeah. know, it's like shit gets insane overnight sometimes. Yeah. Which actually mm. brings us to our next question segues for days baby uh (laughs) what's been the most insane moment of your life and it could be insane good or insane bad um insane we'll go with insane good um winning winning a writer's lab during the pandemic was insane that was insane that was pretty crazy um because one, I just we just entered it on a whim, and two, we didn't. It's like we we entered it and like naturally you want to win, but you just don't put any sort of pressure on yourself. To yeah, win. yeah, and it's so, like it's like applying to a festival. You're like right, whatever. right, exactly. It's the same thing. It's like applying to a comedy festival. Yeah. You're like I'm gonna submit my tape, whatever. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and then like we did the like preliminary pitch, and then like we won that, and we were like, what the fuck? Me and my writing partner, and we were like, what the hell is going on? And then, like, we, it's like we were just like, is this, and then we, like, did the next pitch, and then we won, and then it's, it was, it was insane. I would have to say that was definitely a very insane moment for me, because, like, I'm very new to the world of screenwriting. Like, I've only been screenwriting for, like, almost two years. So, it just was definitely a nice reaffirmation that I needed during a very difficult time. I think because I relied so heavily on stand up to be, like, in my mind, the way in, <laughs> like, <laughs> talk about insanity. Know, look, right? I was like, stand up's gonna be like, you know, one of my like little wheelhouses in or whatever. And then in my brain, I was like, if I break, you know, when I break or whatever, yeah, I, you know, like this yeah, and that's, weird. And that's totally noble. Realm you, are, of- you are so funny that 
that is within the realm of possibility is what I mean. Until like, I got deeper into it and I realized I was like, oh, okay. Well. Except for <laughs> we're surrounded. We're surrounded by, I would say Los Angeles probably has 500 people that are all so funny. They're within the realm of possibility. And then a thousand people that are in the way. Yes. <laughs> So. Agreed. <laughs> Completely agreed. Yeah. I think the deeper I got in, I was like, oh, well, I mean, well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's keep trucking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just just uh, being forced to stay at home and, and having to give my attention to something else to keep saying just ended up being like the biggest blessing of my life. Mm. It opened up doors and I ended, ended up getting me a literary agent. So it was just that was definitely the most insane thing that has happened to me as of late good good insane good. Yeah, i celebrate cool. you i'm so happy you. for you, <laughs> thank you. Ah! okay uh thank you <laughs> i'm done i'm having i was having a real muppety moment but i do celebrate you i think that's amazing thank you so much i appreciate that ah! it's always good when oh. good when good shit happens to people who are good Thank Not you. to say that anybody's inherently bad, but there's some people where they get shit and you're just like, hmm. How? <laughs> I mean, like, no, no. I know the how. It's the, it's, it's like, the why. How? It's really? why. So, uh, I know. I do that. I don't know if you guys do that. Th- I do that thing where, like, you just, like, you know how you're scrolling on your timeline. You're like, good on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's good for you, but good on you. And then you just oh. keep scrolling. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's it. Put that on a pillow. Good on you. I don't know if it's good for you, but good on you. That is wow. That is that powerful. Is literally, that is I powerful. Like, well, you're my, certainly not good at stand up, so congratulations on getting that. Right, right, right. <laughs> I definitely have had a few of those I, moments where I'm like But okay. I but I don't ever <laughs> think that because someone else gets an opportunity that there's less opportunities for me. But no, uh, I'll, no. I'll harumph something as I as I scroll. Well, and having, oh, yeah, no. having been on the receiving end of a community's harumphs, uh, not saying that like it, it's just you can feel it when people are harumphing mm. you. It's so, and it's just like you can feel it. It's like who the fuck do you think you are? You only been doing this for two years. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely the yeah. and I was just like, ah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just I suit up and I show up in this app and I'm yeah. trying to rise to the occasion. Let's all be supportive. Yeah. So I try to remember that. Like the generous assumption is maybe the person also is trying to rise to the occasion of the thing. And and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's much kinder to be supportive, to show them the kindness uh, that maybe sometimes faltered for me. Not Never that it did. I've always been received well. Like people are very kind to me because I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'll give you a ride. I'm not a dick generally yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a dick until i'm pissed and then i'm a dick yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. but man no funny. i does the same i think it's important i'm very big on treating people how you would like to be treated especially in an industry where relationships are paramount so yeah and also it's just so it costs you nothing to be a, de- a decent person i don't understand i don't understand a lot of people in our industry feel like they they everybody i'm just tired of so many like comics feeling like they have to take on this persona of being like an asshole because comics are supposed to be these dicks uh, we're supposed to be these jokesters who are just completely mean and like da 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 to the point that when you meet a nice comic they're like well it's like why is that shocking authenticity is free you know authenticity is free now if you're authentically a dick 
there's nothing we can do for you. There's nothing. There's right. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Just that's like, just Oops. who you are. <laughs> yeah. That's just Sorry. who you are. Like, okay. Oh. But in general, I think most people are just, you know, they just want to be loved and they want to love, but they don't know how, you know? Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Chaz, so how do you make decisions in your life? Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> that, uh, I I make decisions by trying to I'm I am very big on seeing the larger picture um, because that was the way I was raised. Um, I when I make a decision, I try to consider what how my decision is going to affect me. A, B, C, D, E down the line. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so especially I'm a big planner. I've, I've, I've always been that way. I'm a very preemptive person and pro preemptive and proactive at that. I, I don't know if, if that's confusing, but like, yeah, very, very like I plan in a way where it's like, I try to make sure there's no cracks in the, in the scene <laughs> when I make a decision. Yeah. Um, if it's something important, but if it's something like minuscule to say like do i want to do this show or do i want to like submit for this or have my rep submit me for this i try to consider like what that could mean for me in terms of optics and so things of that nature so i oh you mean you think about where you want to work and how that might affect the long-term consequences of both how you're perceived and like how you feel (laughs) in the workplace yes Yes, I feel like I just const- I honestly because I feel like I have to be because I you know not only am I you know a writer but I'm a a black writer who's gay and so it's like those are things that I have to like it's it's unfortunate it's like those things that I have to think about mm-hmm. when I when you know when something comes my way like oh well, how you know if it's something that might not be the best outlook for a a queer person of color. Like, would Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of this, you know, type of thing. So those are the things that I have to consider sometimes when I make decisions like that. So not everybody does that too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are just going to take, Oh, go ahead. A lot of people are just going to take what they can, no matter what the consequences. I mean, and I think if, if you want to sleep well at night, uh, no matter who you are, you know, Mm -hmm. that uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, these are things that go into decision making, like choosing mm-hmm. what sh- what shows you're going to do, or choose you know choosing what you're going to yeah. submit to. Like it all reflects your the business, which you're mm-hmm. a business. I'm a business, mm-hmm. and as a business, and you got to run HR, you got to run you know uh, prospects, yeah. sales, marketing, all of it. it. It's an insanity, and that's mm-hmm. uh, that's just what goes into it. But it, you know. Not every opportunity is a good opportunity. Right. Exactly. And I, yeah, I, it's like, I know that in the beginning of of your, you know, the start of your career, you have to be okay with a lot of things. And I say yes to a lot of things, but there are definitely things that I'm not afraid to be like, hey, I don't feel so great about this or hey i don't know if this and luckily i'm lucky that i have a rep who actually allows me to have like input into because you know sometimes you get a rep and they're just like well what do you mean you don't want to do this and da 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 and uh, like they like make you feel like you know well you you, well you gotta do do something you know so it's nice to kind of like have more of a collaborative rep who's like well let me know what you think about being on this or submitted for this or part of this yeah so things like that really help me kind of like 
have more agency in the choices that I make because you do have to think about how you're being perceived going into the industry when it comes to your work. If you want to be taken seriously on a certain level by the people you want to work with, I at least I think so. I, you know. In my early days, I was surrounded by some very supportive humans, but on the flip side of that was they did not have that mentality, um, mostly because it was a lot of white men, like a lot of cis, white, straight, straight-ish white men. And um, shout out to my cis white straights <laughs> out <Hey>! there. <laughs> well, the, the greatest thing about Dave is that you do consider those things, you know what I mean? And but imagine like the stress of considering those things that exist for people of color, that exists for the LBGTQ community all the time. You know, it's yeah, just I, like I mm-hmm. never once can imagine. I think that's the thing. Like that's I've accepted that I, I can never really fully grasp what that must mean, but I can try to do it as a solitary promise to the people I care about internally to do these things. Because I, I think there's mm-hmm. a difference between being conscious of the way you carry yourself and what you're doing and then being conscious for the sake of having to tell every motherfucker out there that, mm-hmm. that I'm doing this for these reasons, you know, as mm-hmm. a cis white dude, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, that, you know, there's a flip side to where it's just like, no, I can just not do the show because I know that that person books predators. You know, or, you know, right. or I could just, right. you know, say, hey, you might not, might not want to put this person on the show because they're problematic. And I don't need to go on mm-hmm. social media and be like, look at how yeah. good I am. Like, because I, I, it's gross. It's to me, sometimes when people try to do the right thing, but they need to tell everybody about it. It's kind of like if I was taking a selfie while I'm giving a homeless person a sandwich. Like, exactly. I'm not saying the social issues are a homeless person giving a sandwich, but that's that's what it is. It's like, look at me doing this good thing and it's not it's it's no longer a good thing because i need i need the the optics of you know being in a place of privilege you know right yeah yeah sometimes i do i do understand the impulse though sometimes i have to call my sponsor and be like hey i want you to give me a gold star for doing the right thing (laughs) (laughs) we all have our people that's the thing decision making like i have people that i can talk to like i you Mm -hmm. know i had a good experience today where i helped someone out and i just needed to tell a friend that this is Mm -hmm. something that happened you know Mm -hmm. like and i think having a good solid crew to run some of the decisions by is important you know and and that that blends into uh you know learning more about myself when i'm willing to like seek guidance from other people uh, I learned mm-hmm. more about myself. Uh, Chez, what is the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself so far? Oh, wow. Uh, the most surprising thing I've learned about myself is that I I think that I'm a lot, I'm a lot stronger emotionally than I led myself to believe. Because mm-hmm. I've had a few like things in life that just kind of like really broke me to a point where I just was like, I think I'm just going to be mentally fucked up for the rest of my life because of this. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't at the time understand how mentally strong I was and how I was able to kind of pull myself up from the brink of like, just like mental breakdowns all the time and just feeling like in this dark place. I think the pandemic and a couple of previous events have really shown me that I definitely have the willpower and and the ability to kind of fight through a lot of really, really dark moments. And that was very surprising for me because there were definitely moments where I was like, wow, 
I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. I feel like I'm just going to be anxious for the rest of my life. Mm. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like, you know, you just have those moments where you just have these, like, these periods of your life where you're just feeling so down and mm. anxious and sad and depressed that you just feel like you're just going to be stuck there forever. Yeah. And it, it gets to a point where you just, like, I've had points where I've gotten to a point where I feel like I'm just, like, I'm I'm uh, existing as this person who's just like just above the fray, who's just like you know like a a what do they call that a, a, a working there's a term for it I can't think of right now a functioning ang- ang- a person who has anxiety mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> functioning anxious person I just thought that would be I just thought that would be me all the time at one point I thought I would just be this person who would just like get through my day-to-day life just being anxious all the time but but coexisting and functioning and and i was pleasantly surprised to see that that doesn't have to be the way that i live you know through sheer just determination and 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 the will to just not have my life be controlled by negative thoughts or negative feelings or feeling or focusing so heavily on what's not going right mm-hmm. and things of that nature and so i think that has been the most surprising thing about myself is that i'm a lot more emotionally tacked than i believe believe that i yeah. than i believed that i was well because as a person who if, by the way i just so felt what you said like i've experienced it i've walked through it I um, I always thought I was going to be a little bit anxious, a little bit scattered, a little bit, um, a little scattered. It's never going anywhere, but a little bit anxious uh, for the rest of my life. And then I had a panic attack while performing. And it was mm. weird because I was still able to perform, but I didn't wow. really have 100% control over my body. And mm. I felt that like... You know that weird sweat on the back of the neck you get where your body's saying there's tigers in the room? You mm-hmm. know, that like, I don't know if you're a Star mm-hmm. Trek person, but there's a character that has these like gangula or whatever. It has these things that pop out when it's scared. If it, do- if it doesn't come back to sci-fi, it wouldn't be Annabelle and Sweat. Thank everybody. you very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my like, my natural, my natural fear response was happening and um and I went to my therapist the next day and I was like, we got to try a different approach. This mm. is, this is, no, this is, I can handle that it makes it hard for me to get my oil changed sometimes. I can handle that it makes it difficult for me to order something in a restaurant because what if I ordered the wrong thing? But I mm-hmm. can't be having this thing get in the way of my dreams. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, that was, that was a big turning point. So I understand that like, when you come from a space of trauma, like what you were describing was my whole childhood, like that whole, like, this is just bad. (laughs) These experiences Mm. are bad. What you're describing Mm -hmm. is how I felt when I was arrested and I'm looking out this little Maricopa County window, you know, and just being like, just being like, Oh, how did we get here? (laughs) You know, like like that feeling. So many, yeah. So many of those moments, I've had so many of those moments where I was like, how did we get here? Like, what did we, and then just feeling, just feeling like, like, like you're a prisoner in your own mind. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you're just feeling like you're doing just enough to get through your day and not seeing like you're concerning your friends and family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
Yeah. That was that that was literally my life for a, a pretty lengthy period of just feeling like just saying just enough right things so that my friends and family don't worry about me because I was just like in this space of just feeling finding it very difficult to just be happy about anything. Like was this just like getting up and adult on we teenage on we like, um, it was, it was part teenage part adult because I was like, I was a closeted teen for a oh, long time. Yeah. Yeah. I was very closeted. I didn't come out until I was like nineteen twenty, and I didn't even, and then that was only to close friends and I didn't come out to family until I was like, approaching my mid-20s and so I just spent so much of my adolescence just like compacting this part of myself and feeling like a prisoner in my own mind because I couldn't openly talk to anybody about it and so like that definitely it informed a lot of that anxiousness that I had as an adult Mm. until I like chose to fight through it and go to therapy and and meditate and figure it out and write shit down and just like figure out how to get how to stop living in my head and like kind of actually live you know and so i still have moments but you know for the most part that that has been like definitely (laughs) a thing yeah you know aside aside from other things (laughs) we take for granted the freedom to have both honesty with ourselves and others that authenticity because there is a there isn't a danger around that, you know? Right. right and right, right. The, the, the fight or flight in our head can tell us that, like, just being who we are is unsafe. And No, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. I just, uh, I, I, I love that about you, that you are, again, authentic. I've never had an interaction you. with you where I've thought, this person's putting me on. Maybe you're very convincing. But... <laughs> I've just never. I've just one time. uh, (laughs) Ah. But that that gets to like a level of honesty with yourself and others that you've you've earned. It sounds like you've been through the fire of self honesty. Like how like how honest would you say you are with yourself and others today? Um, hold on one second. I actually got to get my charger for my laptop. Yeah, do it, babe. We're gonna. Can you get the time signature? I'm gonna vape. 3834. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. Okay. Um I am I'm very honest with uh I'm very honest with my friends. I sometimes struggle with being very honest with myself. Hmm. So I would say wait, when it comes to my friends, I'm very honest. I'm not afraid to be like, "Hey, this is what you need to hear, not what you want to hear." kind of friend. Hmm. That's me all day every day. Like any any of my close friends and family know that if you come to me telling me about something and you give me and you tell me the story and you you give me as much information about it as I possibly can process and then you ask me what I think I'm going to tell you what I think I'm not going to like I'm not a coddle friend so Good. that's just Good. Why I don't I don't like to coddle friends it's like if I know that you need if this is something that you need in order to kind of be a better you then I'm not afraid to tell you that yeah now when it comes to myself. When it comes to oh, being God. a friend to yourself, yeah. When it comes to <laughs> when it comes to myself, I feel like I, I I straddle the fence. Like sometimes I'm very honest with myself, and then sometimes because like once again that stubbornness of me, like mm-hmm. I think it's like I'm a I hate to say this, but it's like 
it, it, it's such a Leo characteristic where you're just like so stubborn and you like don't want to it's like you know that you're doing something that isn't quite right but you're like whatever you know this is how I feel and so I, I have these moments where I straddle the fence of being like you know this isn't no you got to be honest this is what it is and then I have moments where I know that that's what I shouldn't be how I shouldn't be feeling mm-hmm. but I'm like whatever so I'm I'm definitely working on being more upfront with myself. I love that. Dave, Dave's going to hate this. Do you know your whole chart? Because I'm a Gemini, Gemini sun. I'm an Aquarius moon. What a nightmare already. And then I'm a okay. Virgo rising. So people think okay, that I'm so, way on top of my shit, but I am a nightmare <laughs> behind the oh, scenes. Shit. No, I just, <laughs> I just started learning about that stuff because I just got curious about it during the pandemic. I was like, I wonder, because people would always ask me and I wouldn't know. So I was like, I yeah, don't how know. How you going to network and in then, LA, bro? if you don't know your fucking star chart. Yeah, you gotta know your sun, moon, and rising. What's your Chiron, baby? What's your midheaven? Like, you gotta, yeah, you gotta get into know, it. I didn't know any of that shit. So I decided to just kind of start learning. So far, I've only learned, I because I just started reading into it, mm-hmm. I've only learned what my, like, moon sign was. Apparently, my moon sign's a Pisces. So that's then, how you uh, feel on the inside. That's your inner world. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. so like your your sense of like your your outside. It's it's the predominant part of your personality. But how you feel when nobody is looking is very Pisces. What now? Mm. My my roommate is a Pisces sun sign and a Leo moon. So how she feels on the inside is like she's like sweet and like like supportive and kind, uh, you know, and like very just on the outside. And on the inside, she's Beyonce. so like if somebody breaks her heart what she says is like well that's your problem i'm fucking great (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i'm the opposite of that on the outside i'm like i i feel like on the outside i exude a lot of a a lot more confidence than people think that i (laughs) than, than i know that i have like I, I'm a very, like, you know, when it's time to work or do whatever I need to do, I'm, like, all business. And so it, it gives the idea to people that, like, wow, he's so confident. But then on the inside, I'm just, like, this just sensitive, emotional, mm-hmm. uh, judgy, mostly of myself. <laughs> just kind of, like, yeah, just, like, in my feelings. And so I'm, I'm trying to really learn how to, like be honest enough with myself so that I can learn how to like balance those yeah. two emotional planes. Yeah. So that they, yeah. Cause too much of either I feel like is never. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so my moon sign would be anxiety. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely anxiety. I thought it was anger. <laughs> I don't know. That's, see, that's, that's my sun sign. Yeah. Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> with that's, a, <laughs> that is so with a grief rising. I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Gotta have, yeah. Gotta have a hot dead dad rising in the background. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, you got to write that down, make that a bit. That's very funny. <laughs> that is that is funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I do, I do comedy, guys. Uh, I, <laughs> I make dozens of dollars doing comedy, guys. <laughs> I always used to say when I worked in treatment, when the kids would be like, oh, hey, Anna, that was really cool. I'd be like, this is what I make the medium bucks for. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just medium. Uh, <laughs> but how do, you, how do you experience anxiety since we're on that question? Oh, God. And you talked about it before, like fear. We can lean more into the fear end, but you talked about a little bit about your experience of anxiety. Like how, where are you anxiety? with it today? 
Um, I I'm very in and out of it. I have I have long stretches of time where it, you would never know that I'm an anxious person, and sure. then I have even and then I have other long stretches of time where I'm just like actively trying to like work through it on a day to day basis, mm-hmm. and it could be like various triggers like. Being, you know, just kind of like, because sometimes like I have a, a bit of ruminating that I do sometimes, like a little OCD where I'm just like, well, kind of it's hard, it's hard to pull out of a problem. Yes. So um, that's something that I actively work on in therapy. But uh, anxiety for me, it, it feels like it can be like the fear, the 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 hopelessness, the the sort of the physical manifestations where like you're just sweating all the time because you're just a nervous wreck all the time. I get your heart ne- I get rate is like the neck aches, the heart rate, the yeah pain, joint yeah. pain. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get I get the I get the joint pain. I get the the sweating profusely. Like I can like if I start having a bad anxiety episode, suddenly I'm just like super hot and uncomfortable, mm. or um just or like my breathing will start. It's like almost like my if my anxiety gets too bad i'll like mentally convince myself that i'm like might be having like an asthma attack because mm-hmm. i have asthma so i'm just like oh yep. my breathing's wrong what's wrong with my breathing did mm-hmm. it it's like it's like every negative thought you can possibly think of just sped up yeah. <laughs> in my brain like that's what it feels like it feels like a loop of just like well what is it i don't know don't worry about that well then what are you gonna do about that yeah. you know to a point where you're like ah, i feel like my brain is just gonna fucking just like start puttering out smoke out of the side of my fucking ear yeah <laughs> from overloading trying to process so many like negative unpleasant thoughts at once totally and totally yeah that's what it can definitely feel like but these days um through therapy and meditation i've gotten better about like catching it when it's starting to happen Mm -hmm. and kind of like snapping myself out of it and then like slowly through like breathing exercises or just like simple reinforcement thoughts being able to just kind of like walk myself out of it and not have to use like a xanax or some whatever you know because i hate taking pills but Mm -hmm. i do have them in case you know yeah uh, the, for me, I treat them like more of like an in case of emergency break glass situation, mm-hmm. which is what they're supposed so, to be. Uh, exactly. You're not supposed to crush yeah. them up and snort them. Like yes. I used. Right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> or sell them to make rent. Um. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. And I just, you know, you hear stories like, you know, like what you guys just said of people, you know, I've had friends who've like had, you know, addiction problems with it and stuff like that. And so it's like when I hear stuff like that, it makes me just like, okay. Well, you need to figure out strategies that actually work in terms of pulling you out of this without resorting to taking that <laughs> every time. You have a so, very good therapist. I can like smell Yeah, it. he's been <laughs> He's been very good. He's been actually um he's actually a newer one. I had to switch my therapist like last year and he's been actually a lot better than my previous yeah, therapist. My first therapist was a baby <laughs> therapist and she was a ninja. I mean, I was a mess and she fucking, yeah. she just, she, she bitch whispered me. That's what I call it. She was a bitch whisperer. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. what is your experience or what's one thing about yourself you'd like to work on? And this is not an opportunity to let your anxiety beat up on yourself. Thank you. Right. 
Okay, I appreciate that. And, uh, <laughs> no, I do because right, yeah, because it's easy. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to be like, well, I just wish I was like not as shitty or as a person. Um, no, I. Um, if, one thing I want to work on myself. Uh, I want to work. I kind of want to work on my my. I want to continue to work on my temperament because mm. I feel like sometimes I. It's easy for me to kind of be swayed somewhere emotionally if something isn't going my way or or if something throws my day off. And so I'm really I really want to try and work on like allowing myself to be just like not unadjusted when something happens, you know, like don't allow it to shift me in a Mm -hmm. way where it throws my whole like first half of my day out like i don't i don't like to be so like shifted out of out of my character when something happens to the point where it takes like half of my day to bring me back in because sometimes that'll happen where like i'm like having something you know you get some not so great news or something like that and it just kind of will have you sitting in that mood for like most of the day mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm really actively trying to work on like just accepting that okay that's what happened that's fine it sucks keep it pushing like don't because you still got a whole nother like rest of your day to go it's mm-hmm. like you so i'm just really trying to like work on not letting little inconveniences dictate my mood for like several hours of my day instead of you know instead of just being like all right that sucks whatever move on <laughs> that also take that also takes forgiveness like of yourself and you know um i find that sometimes it's easier for me to forgive other people than it is to forgive myself like how do you yes. uh how do you deal with forgiveness in your life Chaz? um i deal with forgiveness in a sense of just trying to be more trying to be more pa- like i know this is such a used term but trying to be more kind with myself mm-hmm. yeah that has been one of my a very uh, like uphill but sort of getting better journey for me is just learning to be more be more kind and patient with myself because sometimes I feel like it's just so easy for me to like get to these places where I'm like ah fuck how could you do that it's so stupid and da 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 and just like kind of like in this loop of just beating battering myself where it's like I'm really just trying to enforce being more kind to myself that way that I can in turn forgive myself for mm-hmm. just like not making the smartest choice or making a bad decision that affected me in a way that probably you know is gonna suck but just being like okay well you made that choice yeah now you have to live with and adjust and move on forgive yourself you know yeah yeah and so that's the kindness is is the baseline of that for me is just trying to be more kind with myself and be more understanding with myself that you're going to make mistakes you're going to make bad decisions sometimes that's fine and they're not even good or bad they're just decisions that maybe had an outcome you didn't want right you know exactly and and that's i like that i I like that a lot (laughs) i've really struggled with this as well i view i viewed most of my adult life as a series of mistakes that i had made and then it Mm -hmm. occurred to me that a there's no mistakes there's just i've never experienced a mistake i've experienced growth experiences I've walked through some trauma. I've done whatever. But I had a sponsor who used to tell me, hey, Anna, quit beating up on my friend Anna. She doesn't deserve it. And I love her. And Mm. I hear her voice in my head. Quit beating up on yourself. Like, stop it. Mm. Stop it. Quit beating up on her. And so, because if somebody were to speak to you the way that I speak to myself, 
I whoop that person's ass. Mm-hmm. You know? So like it's it's that thing of like treating myself with some kindness and you know one of the tricky things when you do struggle with forgiveness and self-forgiveness especially is apology. Mm. Ha- what's maybe one of the weirdest amends or apology you've gotten from anyone or had to give yourself? Because as an anxious person, I'll apologize for shit that I don't need to apologize for almost constantly. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then when I really do have to apologize for something, I don't want to look at it because that confirms that I'm the terrible person my head says I am. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, man. Uh, I, you know, I had to apologize recently to a partner just you know just not being there for them in the capacity that I wanted that I that they needed me to be and that was hard for me because it meant that like you just said it meant that I had to recognize that I was emotionally unavailable Mm. and so that was that was hard that was hard it was really really hard it was challenging because it required me to look into myself and figure out like you know, where I was, you know, at fault in this situation and owning up to it and figuring out how to be better next time, which is something that I've struggled with in the past, but getting to a place now where I can like apologize, like actually wholeheartedly apologize when I'm not being the best person to people in my life has been challenging (laughs) but that was that was a time difference between an amends and an apology it's like not only am Mm -hmm. i apologizing but i'm asking how how do i make it right and i think that's important for intimate relationships you know or Mm -hmm. friendships or anything you know not just intimate Mm -hmm. relationships i think that's important for social relationships i think that's important Mm -hmm. for one's relationship with their celebrity one's relationship with their art it's it's mm-hmm. very fascinating to me how we do not teach in this culture naturally how to how to say i'm wholeheartedly apologetic and how can i make it right and then mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of that especially in our profession you don't see a lot of yeah. that yeah right oh yeah so mm-hmm. anyway sorry that was i mean that's legit yeah, and it's like I yeah. think it's something we all deal with. I th- I think also too if we're if we're on the same train of like comedian tropes that need to die, you know, uh, the lack of any spiritual connection, uh, I think is 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 a, is a trope that needs to die in comedians. Like we've we've had comics mm. on the podcast that are Christians and they don't talk about it openly. And it's like, look, I don't got no problem with religion, and I think everybody yeah. should find their own spirituality. But it's like that whole like angry, miserable, fucking you know, yeah. atheist comedian. And it's cool if you're an atheist. Like, yeah. I am not judging that. I'm just saying the archetype needs to die, you know, because mm-hmm. there's yeah. so much more dynamics to people than they feel like they need to fit in. Uh, mm-hmm. Chaz, do you have a spiritual practice? Like, what's that look like on any given day? Yeah. Um, I Well, I was raised uh, Southern Baptist. And so oh, like I like handling grew- and shit? <laughs> no, speaking no, in not, tongues. No. Anybody speaking no, in no, tongues? No. I've seen that. Well, in yeah, life. It's yeah. Wild. Speak, yeah, I've 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 witnessed speaking in tongues. Yeah. I have not myself. <laughs> no, I have not Southern Baptist like in a tent in like Mississippi, like with a snare. <laughs> like there was a building. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, no, I was raised. Uh, I grew up with a with a sort of conflicted relationship with church. Sure. Because of just a lot of things that I heard and witnessed. And so I, I, 
I believe in God, but I don't believe in structured religion. Okay. Is where yeah. so I, I'm very spiritual and I believe in a higher power. I do believe, I believe in God, but I don't believe that God is, first of all, a, a man or I don't think I think of God as a being, as like a, I don't necessarily think of him as a man or a woman or, or sort of the way that like the Bible has structured us to believe that you know. Yeah. And I also don't believe that I you know a lot of. Christians fight me on this, but I don't believe that you need to be a part of a church in order to have a healthy relationship with God. Right. I don't think because Jesus believed that a, either. I think Jesus was no, like, I don't. no, you could just tap in any time. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. my whole thing and, is and, like... And your answer in that 11th question is like, what is your relationship with your higher power? And I think it's up to everybody to formulate that relationship individually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just believe that, like, yeah, I, I have a very spiritual connection and I... I you know, sometimes I, I ask questions, I, I talk out loud, you know, and I mean, in the comfort of my own home, not in public places, because people would be like, what's going on with this guy? But like, no, it's like, yeah, I, I do. I, I've just, as I've gotten older, I've, I've realized that like, I do believe that there is something bigger than us, um, someone or, or being bigger than us who kind of like helps delegate it. My heart believes it. I want to believe it. There's something a purpose you know but i just i i don't believe that it's like i don't know just the the way that i don't know a lot of times i find myself conflicted with the body the, yeah my 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 because I, I was raised my dad was a recovering catholic and um so I was raised with all the guilt, but none of the structure. And mm. um, he was a very uh, student of Joseph Campbell. So when I would get in trouble, I'd have to listen to Joseph Campbell audiobooks. Uh, you know, the hero's journey, all that stuff. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I here's what I can tell you. I don't know what it is. I just know that it is, and I'm okay with the mystery. Same. And it's just that's exactly yeah. The free fall of mystery to me is um, mm-hmm. is so exciting, and not everybody experiences excitement from um, uh, uncertainty. But I think mm-hmm. if you're going to be a comedian in these streets, you got to be okay with uncertainty. And mm-hmm. I I naturally have an excitement for the unknown. Um, mm-hmm. And I could talk to you, Chaz, all day because you're a delight. I hope we get to do this again sometime, either as a podcast or just to. as coffee. You're a delight. Just as coffee. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Same. What <laughs> is, this is the last question. We we're landing the plane. Um, oh. <laughs> what is your, um, one thing that you would tell somebody just like you in the world? Hold on. Be kind. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be all right. <laughs> You're going to be okay, man. You're going to be okay. Just hold on. Just, you're going to be good. Don't worry. And then I would hug them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I Our haven't... Are yeah. <laughs> hugs going to be a, a thing of the past com- coming out of this? Uh, I, I, I Oh, God. I know. It's going to be so... Wow. I'll be holding my breath now when I hug people, but like... Yeah, no, seriously. I like yeah, hugging I y'all, definitely. but I don't like hugging everybody. You know? Like, yeah, I was going to say. I saying just in general, our hugs yeah. dead. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. You guys are definitely, there are people that I, like, definitely am going to hug when I see. And then there are people where I'm like, I saw how you've been moving during the pandemic. I'm oh, going yeah, to <laughs> proceed with caution. I'm going to proceed with caution. 
that's so we're gonna true. hug pe- we're gonna hug people just like Chaz and say get the fuck away to those people who've been fucking doing it- goddamn open <laughs> mics around dirt bags the entire pandemic. <laughs> if you're and if you're listening to this and you're like that's really judgmental. There's a difference between being judgmental and living and and practicing judgment. And I think that's what we're expressing right. is a right, desire right. to practice yeah. judgment around our yeah. interactions with our fellow coworkers. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chaz, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at scarter724, or you can find me on Instagram at polypocketnegro. Yes, you heard that right, polypocketnegro. I forgot that was your Instagram <laughs> handle. Every You're time I say that, people that. are like... <laughs> I, Every time I, I, never I say my handle, it, they go, And right? I feel weird <laughs> typing out when I have to type it into our forums. Like, this is Chaz's social media handle. I'm like, can I type this? Google Sheets just cancels you. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious oh. no, uh, you should see when i like physically uh when back it's so funny to say this back when we were doing live shows um and you know you do a show you get off you get off stage people are like oh my god let me get your information i want to follow you on social media and you if they were white i would give them my instagram handle and they you could see them nervously type like they were so visibly uncomfortable at the idea of like they thought a lot of them thought i was just fucking with them like i was just trying to test their like races ratio like are they like, it's just like no no that's really like are you comfortable? <laughs> they would just be like oh okay and they type it in like they thought i was they were like waiting for the other shoe to drop and i was like no that's it never change <laughs> like, oh never change yeah. let them live in the discomfort let them live in it that's that's amazing that is amazing oh my gosh dave where can people find you you can find me at Yates Comedy, Y-A-T-E-S Comedy, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can buy hot sauce from me, HaHaHotSauce.com. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a delicious hot sauce. It's one of yes, my things. And uh, where can people find you and the podcast and all that You can stuff? find me at Anna V is Fun on Twitter and Instagram. You could also, uh, for show dates, find me at AnnaValenzuela.com. Also, um, check out, I, I've started doing a weekly show through Naked Comedy. I am the host of uh, Wednesday, and that's every, uh, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. PST. Uh, if you want to tune in and check that out, uh, it's called Self-Care Comedy, and I have promised to host every week with a row. Uh, which is good that I have like (laughs) I have like five robes (laughs) (laughs) robes are so comfortable the best treat yourself (laughs) robes and naps live your life um But yeah, so that's what's going on. You can find this podcast at 12Q Pod um, on Twitter, Instagram, um, Gmail, uh, all the things. 12Q Pod. That's how we roll. And um, how we end this podcast every time is Chaz. If nobody's told you this today, we love you. Oh, thank you. Love I you, love buddy. you guys, too. Thank yeah. you. Love you guys, too. That's uh, that's the best way to end a podcast. Right? <laughs> right? And yeah, of course. Dave, if nobody's told you this today, we love you. Yuck. Yeah, that's Dave's response every time. <laughs> uh, and uh, if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, just remember, we love you. We love Thank you, Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah.